Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Mindful Perspective. I'm your host, Nick Levesque, Certified Spiritual Life Coach, and I'm here to share insights into my journey of mindfulness and self-discovery. Each week, we'll explore mindset, spirituality, and personal growth to help you navigate life's challenges with practical strategies and inspiring stories. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Mindful Perspective. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a topic that I find is very, very important to discuss, especially in today's uh, day and age when we're all so busy and distracted um, and have all these things that we need to get done, for example, right? So that is how to slow down and the importance of slowing down. So today, we are going to be talking about why slowing down matters, the importance of slowing down. And also, I'm going to give you some tips and tricks that really help me slow down and reconnect with myself when my life gets too busy and hectic and I feel like I'm just kind of too anxious or really disconnected from myself. So in my personal opinion, I find that in today's day and age, we live in a very hustle culture, right? So we're always go, go, go. We're always working towards the next thing or striving to achieve the next goal, for example, right? Um, and sometimes it's not even that it's goal-oriented, but we can just be so busy in our lives, right? Some some of us have kids, for example, right? So uh, being there for the kids, maybe driving them uh, to school or, or soccer practice or hockey practice, for example, going to pick them up um, and just all these different things that really keep us so busy and distracted that oftentimes I find that in today's day and age, for me personally as well, is just that we forget to slow down and we forget to take a bit of time for ourselves and sometimes um, forget to give ourselves permission to rest, right? Because it's okay to rest and we do not always need to be doing something or always being go, go, go or striving for the next goal. And a perfect example of this is also with social media, right? Um, Because I've personally found that this is affecting me personally where um, you know, we, we go on social media, we see people posting all these great pictures or all these projects they're building and, and everything, right? And sometimes that can make us feel like we're behind or that we're not working towards something or we're not doing enough, for example, right? And then that can get us in a kind of self-critical mode saying, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I know I've personally fallen victim to that. And the truth is what we see on social media sometimes is really not um, the picture it's painted to be as an example, right? A lot of people will will post all their successes and everything they're working on, but they don't post the failures as well that go with that. Now, I just want to emphasize that there's nothing wrong with having goals. Obviously, having goals is part of human nature. Everyone should have goals that they're striving for. But in the pursuit of your goals and in the pursuit of what you're working on, it's also important to give yourself permission to take breaks, to slow down and to rest, right? I find that's the one part that we're not emphasizing enough in our culture and our society today. Um, And I see a lot of posts, for example, like, um, oh, I'll sleep when I'm successful and I'll do this when I'm successful. And, you know, that might work for some people, but to be honest, in my personal opinion, the reality is it does not work for everyone. And slowing down is something that I've personally struggled with, right? So in the past few years, I've been working on a few things. So first and foremost, getting my coaching certification, right? So I had to do a lot of studying for that. I had to get my coaching hours in. On top of that, I was building my coaching business as well as working on launching this podcast. So I've been working on a few things, but and I'm very happy to have done those things and reached my goals, right? But in the process of doing so, I've found myself often being very overwhelmed and just being completely disconnected from myself. And what I've come to truly realize is that oftentimes when we're so busy doing things or uh, again, it could be with kids, it could be with anything, right? Just busy, we get distracted, 
oftentimes when we're not taking enough time for ourselves and we're always go, go, go is we miss out on life, right? We miss out on opportunities. We miss out on being present with certain things because we're always worried about, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Oh, I've got all these chores to do. Oh, I've got these tasks to do. Oh, I've got to go pick up my kids again, like I was saying earlier, right? So we get so caught up in all the things that we have to do that we just miss out on so many opportunities to be present, whether it's with people uh, or in activities that we're doing, for example, because our minds are always somewhere else. And we're not, again, giving ourselves permission to slow down and to rest. And I had a chat with my therapist about this, and I wanted to share that with you guys because she gave me some profound wisdom on this topic Um, because she noticed that I was overwhelmed and I was anxious and that I was stressed and that I felt like I was behind in life, right? And what she told me first and foremost is, is that I, I was not behind, right? Everyone is on their own journey. Everyone is on their own path. There's no rush to get somewhere. There's no a, a timeline to get to a certain destination. Sure, sometimes you can set yourself a, a timeline to, to achieve a goal if you want, for example, right? But again, if you're always rushing for the next thing, you're really missing out on life. And she said, Nick, you've been working on a lot of things lately, so I want to give you an assignment. And she said, I want you to take one week off of doing anything. And I kind of froze there for a second because it's not something that I'm that I was really used to doing. And she said, "Listen, obviously, I know you have to work. Uh, I'm not asking you to take a, a week of vacation here, but I'm just saying, after work, take time for yourself and just rest. Allow yourself to rest. Give yourself permission to take time for yourself." And she said, "If you do feel like doing something, just ask yourself the following question: Do I want to be doing this right now?" So for me, for example, like a lot of times is I felt like I should be doing something uh, because I was behind, for example, right? So whether that be um, studying or whatever, right? So she said, if you're about to study, ask yourself the following question, do I want to be studying right now? And essentially what I found was that in that week off, for example, when I was about to pick up my book, I was like, no, I don't feel like studying right now. So what I would do is I would put that book down and I just wouldn't do it, right? And then I would do something that really brought me energy and something that I really enjoyed doing that maybe I hadn't done in a while, for example, right? Um, and what I noticed also is the guilt and shame that came up for me to to say, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And that's when I would catch myself. And, say, and, and instead of saying, I should be doing this, I would switch that to say, I deserve to rest, right? Like I deserve to take a break. I deserve to do some things that bring me energy and that bring me peace, And this exercise really helped me profoundly because it really truly made me take a step back and realize that, you know, I will be achieving my goals no matter what, but it's also important to really take a step back, reset, recharge, refocus, and more importantly, give myself permission to take breaks, right? And, you know, I've talked to clients about this as well, where, you know, they'll say, oh, well, I don't have time. I've got all this, these things to do. Uh, I don't have time to rest or take a week off or uh, take a few days off. And The truth is, it does not necessarily need to always be a week off, for example, right? You are allowed to give yourself as much time as you want any day. So that could be, for example, 10 minutes on your lunch break where you just slow down, take a few deep breaths, and and just kind of chill with yourself for a bit, right? It could be that you go for a walk and just disconnect from everything, okay? Uh, You can take little breaks in your day, and sometimes it will happen where you will need that day off, you will need that weekend off, or even that week or two weeks off, right? Sometimes we get extremely overwhelmed, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with taking that time for yourself, slowing down, reconnecting with yourself, doing things that re-energize you, recharge you, and bring you peace,
And this is what my therapist was talking about. So she was explaining to me that we have essentially two modes, right? So we have doing versus being, right? So doing mode really involves thinking about, you know, the present, the future, the past. Uh, we're always thinking about something, uh, what what we did, what we should be doing, what we should be doing right now, and really not giving ourselves any time to just be, for example, right? As opposed to being is really, on the other hand, just being present with ourselves, right? Being present, again, it could be, just, like I said, just going for a walk, um, just doing something that energizes us, right? Bringing us back to the present moment and allowing us to calm down and relax. So a lot of the times, like I, I truly believe that our culture is always in a doing, doing state and really neglecting that being. I know for me personally, that's how it was for for a while. And again, the truth is you cannot pour from an empty cup, right? So you need to show up for yourself. You need to do these things for yourself and to recharge yourself. And the the more you fill your own cup, the better you can show up for the people in your life, whether that be your husband, uh, your spouse, uh, your kids, for example, right? So um, I, I've heard this before from clients as well, where, you know, um, they, they would say something like, oh, well, my kids come first, or my husband comes first, for example, right? And I can understand that framework, don't get me wrong. But in reality is, you should always come first, you should always come first, you should be the priority, because by you being your own priority in your life, and you showing up first, you are filling up your cup, and by filling up your cup, you can show up for them much better than if you're, for example, neglecting yourself, neglecting your rest, neglecting your sleep, and just not feeling well, right? So again, by filling your own cup, you're able to show up as a better person for your family, for your friends, for your work, or whatever it could be. And another experience that I want to share with everyone was last weekend, I went to a uh, a men's retreat. So essentially, it was a men's inner healing retreat where we did a lot of deep work, um, a lot of different types of meditation, breath work. And, and like I said, we really did the work, but we also um, emphasized on the being state. So we, we did a lot of doing, but also a lot of being, right? So after our exercises or our journaling prompts, for example, we were uh, invited and encouraged to just go to our cabins and sit in solitude and be alone with ourselves, for example, right? And just be present and allow ourselves to rest and to just show up for ourselves. Now, with that being said, though, I do want to emphasize that I completely understand that for some people, it's very hard to sit with yourself. It's very hard to uh, be alone with your thoughts for a little bit, or um, even sometimes when you're sitting with yourself and you're not doing anything and you're extremely bored, um, it can be very problematic and hard to deal with, right? That could be due to traumatic events uh, that are coming up when you're sitting alone. Uh, it could be multiple things that happen in your childhood, etc. right? But for most of us, um, I find that sitting with ourselves and having trouble or being agitated when we're bored and such is because we're so used to being stimulated and we're so used to being distracted that when we're just sitting with ourselves and being bored, our body's not used to that, right? Our body's so used to being anxious and always on the go and such that when we're just sitting down with ourselves and in that bored state, um, it, it triggers us, right? It, we're like, oh my goodness, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm getting agitated and such. And for me personally, I find that is a almost like a healing thing, right? Because I think that's a signal. If you're sitting down with yourself um, and you're struggling with just being bored, that can be an indicator that you know there's something that that needs to be healed. And in fact, I have a challenge for you. So if you're someone that does struggle with being bored or being alone with themselves, this is something that I recommend that you do. The next time that you're feeling bored, just allow yourself to sit with that boredom, okay? So don't take your phone out. Don't, you know, turn on Netflix. Don't do anything like that. Just allow yourself 
to be bored without any other external distractions that will keep you from feeling that boredom, okay? So again, it's very crucial that you're unplugging during this time, okay? Because again, I truly believe that our society is is so addicted to stimuli, right? And this is not our fault. It's just because of everything that's around us, all the technology that we have, right? So whether that be Netflix or our phones, but our phones specifically, and I think everyone can agree that our phones are quite addicting. You know, I I would say that I'm addicted to my phone as well, right? Uh, Sometimes I'll mindlessly be scrolling on my phone and then I catch myself. I'm like, oh, here I am again, for example, right? But one thing that I've learned is that, you know, through sitting with my boredom and just feeling that boredom, I've allowed myself to truly just sit with myself and be bored. So again, next time that you're doing that, just put your phone away, allow yourself to feel that boredom, right? Because again, the phones are really destroying our ability to be bored, but it's also preventing us from ever being truly entertained because we're constantly getting dopamine hits from this thing, right? The notifications and everything that's coming from the phone. So again, don't try to swipe and scroll the boredom away because in doing so, you're actually making yourself more prone to boredom because every time we get our phone out, we're not allowing our minds to just be as they are and just wander, right? And then by wandering, that helps us solve our own boredom problems, okay? And by being bored, sometimes it it allows us to sit with ourselves. It allows us to go inward, reflect. And truly, I believe at the core of it all is that it really helps us with our mental health overall. And as I was preparing this episode, I found a fascinating study that really helps highlight all of this that we're talking about right now. And this study was conducted by Timothy Wilson. So Timothy Wilson is a psychology professor at the University of Virginia. So him and his colleagues conducted 11 experiments, okay? So the people in this in these groups were people ranging from college students to college graduates uh, to people pushing their 80s. So there was a, a wide variety of people um, in these groups. And essentially, the group, uh, the study was the following. So the participants could choose from two options. Option one is they could just sit alone in a quiet room for 15 minutes. Okay, so no phones, no distractions, no nothing. Just sit alone in a quiet room with nothing uh, but themselves. Or they could choose to get an electric shock and leave the room right away. So if they got the shock, they didn't have to sit uh, in the room, right? So they could just bypass the 15 minutes of being alone with themselves. And... What was fascinating about the study was that 25% of women chose to get the electric shock and 67% of men chose to get the electric shock. So that study was just profound in just highlighting how as a society and culture now, we have trouble sitting with ourselves, right? We have trouble being bored. We have trouble sitting with our thoughts. And again, I truly believe that this is because of all the distractions and technology that we have, right? And our phone being one of those things. So that's why I was talking about um, the example of boredom, right? So I hope that this study really shows you and highlights the importance of why it's so important to, to learn how to sit with ourselves. And by being able to slow down and sit with ourselves, not only is it good to for ourselves and our mental health, but you know when you, when we're slowing down, we can really prioritize many things, right? Well, first and foremost is that we can focus on what we truly want in life, right? What is truly important in life? When we when we're always busy and distracted, right? We lose sight of uh, people and things that matter most to us. Like I was saying earlier, we we really miss out on life. So slowing down really allows us to set our priorities and stick to them. And also by allowing ourselves to slow down, it's really helping us physically and mentally, right? Because first and foremost, we're allowing ourselves rest, we're allowing ourselves the opportunity to sit with ourselves, but also we are allowing ourselves to not be stressed all the time, right? And chronic stress, everyone knows that, you know, when our cortisol is always up all the time, 
it's not good for us, right? Um, it, it wears down our mental and physical health. And this is what psychologists and doctors call um, unofficially, I guess, but it's called uh, hurry sickness, right? So basically, hurry sickness is really a form of anxiety that's fueled by constantly trying to do something and go somewhere and achieve something and try to squeeze in just one more thing into our already packed schedule, for example, right? And this is what leads to cortisol spikes and, and chronic stress. And stress has been shown multiple times, you know, proven by science to really harm both our mental health and our physical health. And another very important part about slowing down is that it'll, it allows us to be more productive, right? And I know that can sound backwards, but when we really, you know, take a step back and, and think about it, rest is crucial for productivity because when you're always rushing and hurrying and, and you know, rushing through life, you're, uh, you're probably going to make more mistakes, right? You're likely to make more mistakes if you're rushing all the time. So, and then you have to basically go back and redo everything, right? So then that stresses you out more um, on something that you could have gotten right the first time, right? So going slow and just enjoying the moment, enjoying the process really allows you to bring your best energy and mental focus to your work. So really, in short, what I'm trying to say is if you don't slow down, you will miss out on a ton of stuff and you will miss out on life. So now I want to share some tips with everyone that's really allowed me to slow down, reset, recharge, and refocus. So tip number one is honestly just to set an intention and give yourself permission to rest, okay? Because slowing down is hard, right? We're going against the quote-unquote norm of hustle culture kind of thing, right? So again, we might have some resistance to slowing down, right? So essentially slowing down is a choice. We need to take a step back and say, hey, I deserve to take some rest. I deserve to slow down. So set yourself an intention. Hey, I'm taking a day off, for example, right? Or I am allowing myself to take the weekend off and rest as I well deserve. Tip number two is to understand that rest does not necessarily always need to be a week off, right? It can be 10 minutes here and there throughout your day. It could be 10 minutes on your lunch break where you decide to do a few stretches or some meditation, for example, right? It could be deciding, hey, I want to take an entire day off because I just feel like I deserve it, right? It could be a weekend. And sometimes if you're truly overwhelmed, it could be a week. But what I'm trying to say is that please understand that you can take rest anytime in your day, Okay. And please give yourself permission to do so. So whether that's 10 minutes or a day, you're allowed to do that. Tip number three is to stop multitasking, okay? So multitasking is really not as beneficial or as productive as most people think. In fact, multiple studies have shown that multitasking is really not that productive and actually hinders your performance. Now, I understand that a lot of people might not agree with this, and that's completely understandable, right? But just try it for yourself. I've personally tried this myself, and I truly believe that when I just focus on one thing at a time, it's much more beneficial than trying to do multiple things at a time, right? And a tip that my brother gave me, honestly, is just uh, that really helped me was to sit down, write down the list of things that you need to do, and then just start by doing the worst thing on that list, right? Because again, once you've done that worst thing on your list, it motivates you to to get the rest done, right? Because then you know that the rest of the list will be a bit more fun than when you have to do at the top of the list, right? So by doing that, you are focusing on one thing at a time and you're probably going to get a lot more done. Tip number four is to put the phone away, okay? So I know I say this a lot and I'm gonna say it again because I find it so, so, so important, but we really need to disconnect from these things. I truly believe once again that we are very addicted, myself included, um, and it's good that we take a break from these things, right? They cause anxiety, they cause stress, they cause comparison. Uh, honestly, I, I truly believe that we're just sucked into this virtual world when we're on that, right? And also what I've just noticed is that it really takes away from being present with someone. So one thing I've noticed personally in my own life is when I'm talking to someone and 
They're just on their phone, right? And that, I just find it's, it's, you know, they're not present with you, right? Because you're explaining something, you're sharing maybe an important thing or sharing something that means a lot to you. And they're just replying like, okay, yeah, with the head nods, but they're completely in their phone. Or another thing I've noticed is like when you go to restaurants and you see people on dates, right? And they're just on their phone, uh, and just not even paying attention to each other, not even being present with their spouse or their partner. And I just find that, you know, that's a big sign that we're really addicted to these things. So again, just take some time, put the phone away and just use it when you really need to. Tip number five is to give yourself more opportunities to be present in your everyday. Okay. So that can be taking a few minutes to just take a few deep breaths in and out and just following your breath as it comes in and goes out, for example, right? Um, it could be going out for a walk, being in nature and just being completely immersed in the experience that you are in. Okay. So being present does not always necessarily need to be when you're sitting down uh, cross-legged doing meditation, right? So of course, when you're doing meditation, it's a great way to practice being present. But as long as you're mindful about what you're doing, right? Like, like I was saying, so you're mindful about uh, example in the shower, right? So you're taking a shower, you're just mindful about what you're smelling, you're mindful about the warm water touching your body. Uh, you can feel, for example, um, your feet touching the bottom of the tub as an example, right? So you're mindful about your surroundings. You can also just be like I was saying, mindful about the walk in nature, for example, right? Smelling um, how good it smells to be uh, in nature, the forest that you're in, just the trail that you're walking, for example, right? So as long as you're bringing a mindful approach to what you're doing, uh, it could even be mindful eating as an example, right? So when you're eating, to be completely immersed in just that activity. Again, not being on your phone while you're eating, not doing something else like reading a newspaper or anything. There's nothing wrong with those things, but I'm just saying this can also give you the opportunity to slow down, really enjoy your meal, and just be mindful and present with the activity that you're doing, right? It can be in anything when you're doing dishes um, or anything of the sort. So again, just find these little opportunities in your day to slow down and be present. Tip number six is to have fun and do more things that make you feel alive, right? So I truly believe that we are so busy. We're so busy doing all these things, working on these projects, our businesses, uh, our kids, like I was saying earlier, right? That we forget about ourselves. We forget to slow down and really say and ask ourselves, what do I need right now? What is it that I really need? And what, I, what I've done personally with clients is, you know, I've had clients that say that they don't have time to do their activities or they're too busy for this or that, for example. And I have them write down a list of things that they would love to do, right? Um, and I had a client write down a bunch of things that he would love to do. And right now what he's doing is that he's making time to do those activities. And when he's doing those activities, he's completely immersed in the moment. He's completely enjoying what he's doing. And it's things that he's wanted to do for a while now, but always never had time because he was so busy, never had time to slow down and really assess what it is that he wanted to do, right? So again, take out a piece of paper, write down everything that you would want to do, and you can prioritize by the ranking of what you would want to do, for example, right? So if there are activities that you like to do more than others, then of course you can start with those ones, but to really sit down with yourself, and again, just doing that as an activity, sitting down with yourself, writing everything down, that allows you to just slow down and then just tune in and say, what do I want, right? And I find that's really important. And again, it goes back to filling your own cup, right? So again, just have fun and do more things that make you feel alive. Now, I just wanted to give a quick recap here because I know we've talked about quite a few things today, but first and foremost is that Again, we live in a very hustle-minded culture. We're always go, go, go. We're busy. We're doing all these things. But it's important to take a step back, stop, and remind ourselves, what is it that we want, right? What do I want? What is it that I need right now? And if that's rest, 
then you take that risk because you deserve that risk. And again, whether that's taking 10 minutes in your day, whether that's taking a a day or a week off, for example, you are allowed to give yourself that rest. And please do so without feeling guilty or feeling shame or feeling like you're falling behind because the truth is you're not. And again, by slowing down, it gives us the option to speed up because by slowing down, we are allowing ourselves to rest. We are allowing ourselves to reset and recharge and again, do more of the things that we love, right? And a final thing that I wanted to emphasize as well is that rest is not something that you earn, okay? Rest isn't a reward that you get after a 10-hour day or after you complete a project. Rest is when you need it, right? Um, I, I find like in our society nowadays, is like rest seems to be a reward that we earn and it's really not. Rest is when you absolutely need it. So again, don't feel guilty for resting. Don't feel shameful for resting. You are not behind. And, you know, it's like I said before, as long as you're not using rest as an excuse to bypass anything and not just saying, oh, I'm taking five months off, for example, right? Well, no, that's that's not the, the point here, right? That could be a form of bypassing for other issues that you're having. But as long as you're taking rest when you feel like you need it, um, that's when you should take it. So that being said, that's all I've got for you guys on today's episode. If you did like the episode, please feel free to leave a comment or review, share it. Um, it really helps bring awareness Uh, to what I'm trying to do, which is really kind of, you know, spread this podcast on a broader scale to really help people um, just navigate everyday life challenges. So again, with that being said, I hope you have a good week and I will catch you guys next week.